it's less about features and more about the experience that we try to provide the partner. And mm-hmm. that experience becomes iterative. Um, and, and it builds on itself. And it, it almost takes on a life of its own if you nurture it. Ecosystem Aces is a podcast dedicated to helping business leaders unleash the full potential of the ecosystem economy. Whether you're just getting started with ecosystem partners or you're looking for advanced strategies and tactics, this podcast is for you. Let's get into the show. Welcome, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Ecosystem Aces. Really excited to be today to be uh, joined by Rob Sparno. Rob, welcome. Thank you, Chip. Nice to be here. Well, here virtually. Awesome. So Rob is head of strategic alliances for North America at Sage, and Rob has had a long and illustrious career uh, in a number of in a number of uh, ecosystem partnering uh, uh, areas, including Salesforce and Oracle, Microsoft, Netscape, and Apple uh, in the early days, and uh, and so we're. Rob, you have just been, you know, have a wealth of knowledge and really excited to have this conversation with you. Well, Chip, thanks for inviting me. I look, I've been looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, it's a good time to do this. You know, July, the heat of the summer here, and I live in New Jersey. So uh, uh, it's a good time to reflect and uh, catch up with you. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> we were just chatting. I was, I was in Philadelphia as well. I just got back on Saturday and it, it, I can, I can attest it's, it's, it is warm and, uh, and muggy. It's hot. Yeah. So we like the humidity here in the East coast. <laughs> Good. So Rob, really uh, excited to have you join and, and um, uh, maybe we can start with just talk a little bit about um, you, you can tell us a little bit about what you and, and your team are up to at, uh, at Sage these days. Yeah. I'm more than happy to chip. Yeah. I've been here going on two years now. And as you know, Sage, uh, for those of us who know Sage, some of us who don't, Sage is a global company. Um, and we're about 14,000 employees, 3 billion in sales top line. And North America is one of our top markets for growth. And over the course of the number of years, is the, the, the company has been making a transition, becoming a great SaaS company. You hear about our CEO talk about it and the leadership team. But we've been making that pivot now for the last, seriously, last couple of years. It started with some acquisitions with Sage Intact and another company called FairSale for what we call native cloud. But we have a whole portfolio of great companies that really focus on financials and human capital. Uh, we're also involved in construction management and, and ERP, for, but really focused on the mid-market and helping our customers be successful, doing what they do best. And so we're making that pivot now. And my, my role is to help fuel the ecosystem development. And Salesforce being our, one of our major partners and platform, I've spent uh, you know, about nine years there in various roles, as you alluded to earlier. And, but they're not our only partner. All right? So we have a number of different partners. AWS is a partner. We're working with them on the Intech side, but there's a whole portfolio of other companies uh, with ISVs, as well as some other consulting firms like RSM, uh, who are really, really working closely with us to drive more innovation and drive the transformation that we think our clients are asking us for. 
so the kinds of partners you're, it sounds like just as you're describing, uh, you know, software partners, cloud partners, um, is that, uh, is that accurate? And then, and then the sort of the GSI partners, are those connected as well? Or how, how, how do you, how do you sort of look at the, the, the your whole ecosystem? <clears throat> I mean, the ecosystem is a variety, it's a tiered structure, like a lot of companies, the bigger sage.com grew up with the bar channel, you know, your traditional bar channel in a client server world or, you know, distributed logic systems and, mm-hmm. and developed some great innovation back in the 80s. And they have been obviously evolving over time. These, these traditional bars are moving to the cloud. They've created intellectual property and they want to accelerate that innovation. They're looking for us to also pave the way with our own products and solutions. So they're primarily financial. Um, and we're working with companies like AWS, like I said, and Microsoft and, and Salesforce. So we have a combination of what you would call consulting partners, VARs, SIs, slash consulting partners, and what mm-hmm. we would call platform companies. Like I said, uh, Salesforce, uh, we're also working with Amazon and Microsoft uh, globally with these companies because they see the opportunity with our brand and the solutions we've been able to empower our customers to uh, what we call thriving. And there's great benefit to that. So Sage has had a great track record. We're very brand loyal with our customers in, in a number of different segments. What we call small segment are you know, smaller companies, local, local companies that you and I and our, our families help to, 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 to service and do business with. And then what we call the medium segment. So we really, that, that has been our focus as a company and will continue to be our focus. You've been a, a student and, a, and a, a champion for this, just this whole you know, concept of, uh, of ecosystems. And how are you seeing that, uh, you know, just the whole, the, the, the partner activity and, and managing ecosystems? How, how have you seen that change over the um, years and then in, you know, in recent times? Yes, well, depending on who you work for, who the clients are. I mean, I, I got my, my education early when I was starting off in the business world with, uh, with Apple. Apple Com- it was called Apple Computer at the time, not Apple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Apple went to market with, with partners. They didn't do anything without partners. And we, this time, before iPod and before iPhone, it was the Macintosh. And what made the Macintosh great, not only the, the form factor and the usability of the graphical user interface, but it was also the third-party solutions that were consumed by the Macintosh. Mm-hmm. So Aldous PageMaker, I'm dating myself here, even Microsoft Word, Adobe PostScript was created with the Macintosh. And you went to market with partners. It was just reflexive. Mm-hmm. And then the distribution channel, the go-to-market was with partners, with early-stage companies, where entrepreneurs who saw computing and the, the next wave of bringing the personal computing experience to consumers and to businesses. So I learned early on from the best and the brightest at Apple that you went to market with partners. It's reflexive. And then through the evolution, it got more sophisticated, but with when and the solutions got more complex as the enterprises started to take, take advantage of this great technology and personal computing. And then with the cloud comes along another wave of innovation. And, and different types of partnering. So what, what, what Salesforce has done is democratize the ability to use great innovation at scale 
and 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 that allows opportunity for partners to build on that in that that uh, innovation and to do it in in ways that are very innovative so partners used to be seen what i learned in in my oracle days the oracle model was you need a partner to implement and that was their function we sell the software let the partner implement in the salesforce world it was just the opposite that you went to market with partners they were part of your go-to-market strategy. They weren't just implementers or just nice-to-haves, but they were a way to bring the realization, the art of the possible to the client. And mm-hmm. since a lot of the partners had trusted advisor status, namely the consulting firms like Deloitte and others, uh, and even more the regionals as well, were creating innovation at pace that we wanted to take full advantage of. And they were hungry to invest ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. So our job was to, in, to inspire them, to give them the tools to, to really be uh, thought leaders in the space. And then it evolved over time to be much more focused on, say, on industry. But over the course of those journey in cloud, and now we're in the what you, everyone's calling the fourth industrial revolution, uh, ecosystems have gone beyond just implementation and bringing innovation. They're now connected relationships. And, and there's another wave of what Mark Benioff used to call the democratization of technology, where the barrier to entry, the barrier to innovation has become more or less lowered to the point where you or I can, can it's, not, it's not code, it's clicks. And we're creating applications. Mm-hmm. My, my daughter creates applications now on, on her Macintosh. And who would have dreamed about this 30 years ago? So we're seeing a massive shift to IP creation at scale, the likes of which we have never seen. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think the ecosystem is, is developing. And Sage is at the forefront of enabling that with uh, the right mindset, as uh, our leader, Lee Perkins, talks about. You have to have the right mind, mindset of, of speed and, and urgency to create innovation for your clients, but also the right skill set. So, and that's where the big, also the big changes are happening and the types of skills that we're looking for, the types of people we're attracting to bring us on this journey to help our partners grow. Yeah, I think that's, you've, t- you've touched on so many great topics, um, you know, just customer, it's all about bringing the right solution to customers, right? And, and innovation partners, I think, you know, that's, that's a, 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 a really uh, great, great point, Rob, is that you know, no one company can create everything and do all the, right? You, you, especially today in the cloud and with APIs where you can just plug and play so many things that yep. it's, um, it's, it's being able to play with a lot of, a lot of partners and the right partners, but, and then putting these right solutions together for ultimately for the customer. Exactly. I mean, it is when, when, when the cloud has became so ubiquitous, it's just not the cloud, but it's also the tools to create the innovation. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. companies are less reliant on big, stodgy, waterfall-like implementations. They want to see value quickly, which is one of the gifts of the cloud. Uh, when we were we were evangelizing that back in 2007, when the cloud was just a gleam in people's eye, the developers were the key to it all because they saw the value quickly. The time to value at scale uh, was evident from the folks who started building cloud applications. Mm. Uh, and and someone had said to me a long time ago, speed is the new currency in ecosystems, 
right? And it's, it's more than just speed, though. The tools have gotten so much better. Those of us back in the early days of the, of the internet remember Perl scripts, right? You open a file, you close a file. And, and again, it's very binary, right? Now you have sandboxes. You don't have SDKs anymore, right? You have APIs. And what does that allow you to do? Connect and show value iteratively and do it quickly mm-hmm. and to do it globally. And that's where the ecosystem comes in because now we are all connected. And we can do it 24 by 7. Yeah. Developers can do it 24 by 7. And they expect to. And they expect to have and work with a company that enables that collaboration. And that's really exciting. And especially for a company like Sage, we're a global company. And our brand is strong. Our clients are very, very, uh, I would say, uh, enthusiastic about our, our journey. We had a partner conference in Orlando uh, back before the COVID started really taking hold. We had yeah. 600 partners and developers there, and the, the excitement was unparalleled, hearing where we were going to go with Amazon and where we were going with, with Microsoft and PwC and, and, and Salesforce. So uh, we're seeing things that 30 years ago, 20 years ago, the scale and speed, we couldn't fathom. And it's just getting better, actually. Yeah. So how do you manage that uh, from, a, you know, from a... <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, you get out of the way. <laughs> you get out of the way. You build it. You build... Well, companies like Workspan are building, I wouldn't call it platforms, but they're building next generation PRM. I don't even like to use that word because it's almost an outdated word. Uh, they're not portals anymore. They're, they're communities mm-hmm. of, of, of corroboration and development. Mm-hmm. And I think we're just in the beginning of that. So my thought on it, again, one man's thought on it, is enablement, it all begins and ends, or doesn't end with enablement, but it, it's, enablement is continuous. And we talk about, I remember I have this conversation with Parker Thompson, one of the founders at Salesforce. When uh, this is going back about six, seven years ago, and we talked about data a lot, and when they just purchased uh, Jigsaw, and I said, "Well, why did we purchase Jigsaw?" He said, "Well, look, it all comes down to the enterprise cloud providers have all discovered a new protocol." I said, "What's that, Parker?" He said, "The feed protocol. It's real-time data, mm-hmm. and that's going to change everything of how applications develop." So I'll use that as the metaphor for ecosystems and what they expect today. They expect real-time interaction. Our partners expect real-time. They don't want to go to a portal and log in and look through a thread. They don't want to, they don't even want to log a case. That's even yesterday's model. They want real-time interaction, not just from their technology partners, but also from their other constituents and their cohorts who might have say, another view of how to help them build a solution. Mm -hmm. Um, And they want to do it, like I said, 24 by 7. And they want to be able to iterate, corroborate, and tie it to a process and deliver something that's innovative. Mm -hmm. And and for us, we're building that now. I mean, Mm -hmm. I work in an organization that is committed to that. We're we're going to start our new fiscal year, October 1. Dewey Forrester is running it worldwide. And his vision is 
have a connected ecosystem and to fuel it, enable it. And it's a, what we call a servant economy, a servant mm-hmm. ecosystem, mm-hmm. not just, hey, we build it. This is our rules. It's our program. Go ahead. So I'll pause there. I mean, I can go off a little bit about more of the servant mentality here, but that's essentially our mindset of how to scale it. I love that. I think that you're right on. I think Sage is uh, the approach or the philosophy um, that you're talking about is 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 critical, and that that's going to take you, you know, that that will take you into the uh, into the future because that's the way that that's the way things the the ecosystem operates today, right? It's it's you can't you can't just sort of control everything like everybody's going to do it my way. Um, you have to build the process and the uh, and the um, solutions and the APIs and you know to make it attractive to attract that community right and um, yeah yeah I think overall too it's it's less about features and more about the experience that we try to provide the partner and mm-hmm. that experience becomes iterative um, and and it builds on itself and it, it almost takes on a life of its own if you nurture it so we really believe at Sage with Dewey Forrester and the team is we really believe that we're, we're in a servant leadership sort of situation that we're not going to define and let them and tell them what portal to join or what we're going to give them options. Mm-hmm. Whether they're developers for PricewaterhouseCoopers or they're a partner of Salesforce that's also a partner of ours, we're going to give them choices and we're going to enable that experience. Because at the end of the day, that's what they'll remember. That's what they'll take to market. And that's what they're going to build for their clients. They're going to build off of that experience. It's not just doing business, just on commerce. It's sharing of information. It's collaborating on a project. It's collaborating on a problem. And I think that's sort of our our mindset right now. We enable that. I think customers uh, of yours, uh, I think, Amit's vision of WorkSpan mm-hmm. is very much that. Um, and then there's also other enabling technologies to do it more in real time. As we all know, AI is here today. How do we provide the partner experience, some, more, something more intuitive, give them the tools to predict and invest ahead of the curve? Um, that's something we tried to do at Salesforce a lot. Uh, partners want to know where to invest and they'll have ideas of how to apply that technology to business problems that we won't be able to scale to get to. So it's always having, a, I would say, a beginner's mind, as the Buddhists would say, mm-hmm. of listening to the partners, validating what they believe the problems are, and then availing them of the great, of the great tools. And that's where Sage comes in and is committed in really re-energizing our enablement and cert, what I say, the servant mindset for our partner base. Yeah. So what, Rob, you and I talked a little bit uh, ahead of time and, and you, were, you were talking about some of the innovations around, you know, sharing funds and, and uh, you know, going to market with partners. Maybe you can talk, talk share a little bit about uh, your, your thinking there and, and how, does that, how, does, how does Sage think about that, working with partners to make sure that you're, you're uh, You've got the, everybody's got the resources to really bring something to market. Well, that's a great question. So part of it is, is having the right infrastructure, as you know, mm-hmm. uh, having the right, not just the right portal, but having the anticipating, you know, where, we, what are you, where are you going to be in three years? Where are you going to be 
in three to four years and then build to that paradigm. So, and so be able to foster that. Um, I, I think it's, it's, it's really listening to the partner base and leading them to what your clients have been asking for. The customer, mm-hmm. the big challenge to customer is not technology, it's where to get started, how to get started, how to, how to leverage this great innovation. And you know, either the, the chief executive officers now much more involved, or the chief financial officers are much more involved in technology selection. Ultimately, it's about the customer, ultimately. It always has been. But now there's a renewed sense that we're not single-threaded when we talk to a customer, that there are other stakeholders, right? Whether it be purchasing human capital solutions where people are the assets today, uh, especially today in a corona economy, um, wellness and people and health be, is becoming a much more integral part of our fabric of how companies look to acquire talent and develop their, their company's growth plans. So we're, we're there to expand the horizon, not just be single-threaded. We're not just going to talk to an IT leader, but we're going to talk and widen that lens because they're all stakeholders in the company's growth and, and, and evolution and, and how to start. So we're going to, again, it comes back to the enablement. So we're going to create a better journey for our partners to take advantage of this great technology, first by listening. Uh, validating some of it and inspire them and say, here are the building blocks. We're with you. And ultimately it comes down to the relationship, Chip, as you know, you've been doing this a long time. Mm. Uh, It comes down to trust. If we build the trust and we're there and we're not just seen as a way to transact, but a way to create that experience long-term, which Mm -hmm. is what the cloud is all about. Ultimately, you have to earn it every, every month and create that urgency to deliver value that's what's transforming Sage right now. Hmm. Um, and then you've got to have the right people to do it. And you have to have the right mindset, the skill set, and you need to reinvest in your people and say, what's possible? Let's just forget what's been done before, not all of it, but let's think about a new approach and take some risk. And we learned that about Apple a long time ago. Apple broke a lot of the rules. And right now, Sage is taking some great risk to transform clients and not afraid to, to boldly go and compete hmm. and, 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 and challenge the old norms. I mean, because a lot of our constituents are accountants. They're trying to figure out how to then add more value in accounting software in and of itself, right, is evolving to be more consultive, more, more of a conduit to create advisory service longer term. They're the backbone of Sage, so we want to be able to provide that value uh, with our, our with our ecosystem. And they're ready and willing to do it. People are are they're, I mean the the feedback we got on our partner conference and our we continue to get is they're so excited to be with us. Now it's about execution too, right? <laughs> Rob, this has been terrific. Um, uh, maybe just one last question. Uh, you talked a lot about best practices and things that you've learned uh, along the way. You've shared a lot of, uh, you know, I, I loved your themes around building trust, being bold and taking risks, uh, you know, building a community of partners um, and always, always being customer focused. Uh, yeah. Any, anything, any, any, you know, sort of, uh, you know, words of wisdom or 
advice that you got early on that you that you sort of carried with you that uh, you'd want to share with with the other uh, uh, partner leaders that are uh, that that might be watching or listening today? Yeah, and that's a, that's we could go on for a couple hours on that. <laughs> uh, sure. Um, what I've learned in my career is first to understand. I mean, the fundamentals are still very much very valid. Mm-hmm. Uh, know your customer. I think that's the number one. Know who your customer is and mm-hmm. their challenges in their industry. I, that It starts with the customer. It begins and it, I don't want to say ends with the customer, but it continues with the customer. Mm-hmm. Know that. your customer. Take the time to learn about their industry and what dynamics are going on that, that change that industry. That's always been my number one guide. First off, I've always started there. Uh, if I'm talking to a healthcare company, if I'm talking to financial services, understand their challenges and, and speak their language. All right. So language is very important today when we, when we listen. Uh, so that's number one. I would say the same is true of the, of the partners who have been in those industries and been with those customers. Listen to them. Listen to them and, and understand what do they have a growth mindset? Every CEO, mm-hmm. some of the, even the smaller partners, what the CEOs care about, obviously, is cash flow, making payroll, growing that company, all right, and educate them. Become their trusted advisor. But first, mm-hmm. listen to them. Don't, don't try to be the sales guy, but be their confidant. Be there, and the Italians would call it the consigliere, right? Uh, listen to them. But also, in, 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 as you develop the relationships, um, start to challenge them in ways that would educate them, open their mind to what's possible. We call it the art of the possible and how to tangibly make, make the applications or make the technology work for the clients. And they'll figure out and give them the best tools to do the best work of their lives. And then that's, that's what I've learned. And, and those three steps are really critical. And it doesn't, doesn't happen in one sales call. It doesn't happen in one Zoom meeting. Uh, trust develops over time. Mm-hmm. And yep. innovation is iterative today, but it's real time. But also be available and hire great people to help you along those lines. It's all, it's all about the team. It's, it, there's a reason the coach stands behind the bench. It's about the team in front of him or her. Mm-hmm. So look at the partner base as your team. Stand behind, encourage, lead, but also do it with them. But expose them, open them up to what is possible. But that means you need to be sort of a a a a, a technology scout or an innovation scout within your own company and to others. And that's where the ecosystem comes out. So the more connections you can help make, either to Workspan or to Sage in our ecosystem, you're building momentum. And customers, and it's not necessarily, it's not about us, it's about them. Mm-hmm. That's the last thing I'll say. It is about them, not about us. It's about the customer and it's about mm-hmm. your partner. Yeah. That's what I've learned. I mean, I'm oversimplifying. Obviously, we can go on for a lot longer about that, but it's always listening and then offering up new ways, not just do, don't do the old things in new ways. Do new things in new ways. I love it. So that's that's sort of a little pep talk, a little, little, uh, 
Monday morning uh, quarterbacking here. Uh, but it's been it's 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 a really exciting time in today's market, where now we're all connected in real time. Mm-hmm. We have great companies like Workspan understand that vision, and are enabling and providing thought leadership as well. And we're only started. So if you look at the metaphor that Amit talks about, taking the blockchain concept, you taking you can use any metaphors today where transactions are now interconnected in real time. We don't have to go through a central repository. If you take that metaphor and apply it to ecosystems, mm-hmm. there's unbridled value. Yeah. And that's what we're attempting to build here at Sage. That's we have awesome. some service fabric that allow to do allowed it and have companies digitize their assets at scale and to draw on what we do. So it's a banking, a compliance app, a security, a piece of security software. We're going to make that available across our entire portfolio of applications, mm. not just by monolithic application. So companies like WorkSpan are at the, at the forefront of this, and we're glad to be connected, and we're going to continue to, to push the envelope. Rob, that's fantastic. You know, I asked you for one. <laughs> you, yeah, no, you did. You, you, you. The theme was around listening, listening to customers, but you touched on a lot of different uh, uh, four different things, right? Yeah, yeah. Four things. Ultimately, uh, you're selling trust and your relationship. Yeah. But you know, it's an exciting time because look at all the innovation that's going on, Chip. Right? You have blockchain, yeah. AI, and, you know, real-time analytics, IoT, five G. They're all. This is the perfect storm. Yeah. It's exciting time. Like you said, it's an exciting time. Who knew? Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's fun. It's, it's a great, it's, it's more for somebody like me. I started my career as a high school teacher. It's more of a vocation. Hmm. Right? Doing this, obviously, it's a job at the end of the day. Yes, they're, they're, Sage is paying me. I hope they'll continue to. But it's more of a vocation because you can really see the fruits of your labor. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah. that's the exciting thing. Clearly, clearly you're having fun. Absolutely. So that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Rob, thank you so much for, uh, for, for joining and, and sharing some of your, your thoughts and, uh, and uh, what's, you know, the, what's, what's helped you be as successful as, as you, as you've been and, and uh, leading the, the partner organization at, uh, at Sage for North America. Just really terrific. Really appreciate you joining. Chip, thanks for having me and uh, look forward to working with you guys and hearing more from you and Amit and the team. You guys are doing great work. Awesome. Great. So with that, uh, we'll sign off and uh, thank you all for joining another episode of uh, Ecosystem Aces. I'm Chip Rogers for Rob Sparno. Thanks again for joining and we'll see you. See you next time. Workspan is the category leader for ecosystem cloud, where alliance, channel, and ecosystem leaders connect, co-create, co-market, co-sell, measure, and scale with their ecosystem partners in a single secure network to grow business together. To learn more, visit workspan.com. You've been listening to Ecosystem Aces. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.